You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 294. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. I love using FreshBooks software, as many of you know. I'm going on, I think, almost seven years of using this bookkeeping software, and it's because I love it so very much. When I was using a previous software, let's just say that, I did not like my bookkeeping. I hated it. I resented it. I didn't feel like the platform itself that I was using was intuitive, pretty, or something that I wanted to spend time in. If you think about low vibe versus high vibe, I can tell you that my experience was so high vibe with FreshBooks that I never looked back, and I truly do, as I always say, feel like it's as easy to use as Instagram, although you're actually doing bookkeeping, which is not necessarily always as much fun, but it is in FreshBooks because they just make it so darn simple, pretty, and they just make the reports for you. They just do everything. I love it so much. If you're creative and you need to bill hours or you need to send out invoices, please check out FreshBooks and try it for free for 30 days. You can go over to freshbooks.com lively and that's gonna give you that 30-day trial. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. And like I have shared before too, remember to load your logo into the platform so that you can see your own colors represented in the back end, the user interface that you're using. So you feel like you're just at home there as much as you are on the front end of your own website. Again, that's freshbooks.com lively. Now let's move on. In addition, we have a new sponsor here. I'm so excited about, I actually was just doing a meetup and people are asking about my jewelry and I was so excited to tell them about Vray and Oro. It is a thoughtful, fine jewelry line based in Los Angeles. I am loving them and as a jewelry designer previously for 14 years of my life, I've now traveled the world collecting from other jewelry designers and loving all of the details that Vray and Oro have put into their company. So not only are the designs beautiful and they look like pieces that are classic every day or they even have wedding collections and trust me, if I ever got married again, I am very likely would just get one of theirs because they're so pretty classic and get this about the company. It's sustainable. So they only use solid gold. First of all, no plating or any of that stuff. But the gold, the solid gold that they're using, 85% of it is recycled. It's made in LA. So it's made, they know the people that are making it. Let's put it that way. And they use sustainable diamonds, which are grown with solar technology and are 100% traceable and carbon neutral. This company has really covered all of their bases when it comes to things that I appreciate about a really beautifully designed piece, but it gives you all the back-end elements, if you will, all of the places that it comes from and how they do it with the authenticity and the carbon neutrality. It is so cool. If you wanna give it a shot, go over to truthandgold.com lively. That's gonna give you a free shipping code on your first order, and I, will have to recommend. I am loving the six prong setting. I have one with my grandmother's diamond on it that looks identical to the one that they sell. And they have a six prong stud earring, which I am so excited about. The moment I land in Detroit, I'm gonna find out how quickly I can get to Ann Arbor to pick it up from my friend Diana's house who received it for me while I've been away. But anyways, they're matching my grandma's set. I've been looking for a pair and they have one that is identical. And it's so exciting to me that it has such a cool background in terms of the company too. If you're curious about why truthandgold.com slash lively, it's because Vray and Oro, Vray is French for truth and gold is Oro, 
in Spanish. So that's truthandgold.com slash lively. Try it out and see if you like it as much as I do. Now for where I am. Oh my goodness. As I said in last week's episode, I'm recording these intros back to back for Joe, our podcast producer. Hi, Joe, who's on vacation. And I've got to say, I'm feeling all the feels because this is my second to last week in Sydney. So as you're listening to this, I will be newly landed in Detroit, actually. I'll be back in my home state, if you will. I grew up, actually I was born in Ohio, so I can't say it's like my home home state, if you will, in terms of my birthplace, but it can be, I could say where I live my life from eight to 22, and then a little bit at 31, and here I am coming home. It's like a homecoming to a new city in an old state that I've known for a long time, and actually it's kind of now that I think about it, a little bit poetic in that Detroit has had such a varied history and it kind of is in the middle of a rebirth right now and has had so many past lives, if you will. And it's got a new one that's just starting. And in many, many ways, I feel like I've had many past lives in my life as well. And like Detroit, I have this feeling that a new one is just starting. So yeah, maybe Detroit and I are kind of similar in that way. We're just starting out on something new, even though we're in a place that seems very familiar. It's new in a familiar place. So anyways, that's my news in terms of myself. And today we have another client session. I know we've taken a few weeks off from them, but we are back with a new one with Valerie, who is a world traveler. She recently returned to the US after living in Germany for several years. Now this one's interesting because we always have those clients that have a lot of career focus and concern. This one's different. Valerie's engaged to someone she loves back in Germany, but her mind has a lot of fear around moving back abroad and getting married. So if you feel resistance around tapping into your inner voice, this episode's for you. If you have relationship things like this, or if you do have resistance around something in career or health or some other area, you're going to see how we can do this. It's kind of like an inner voice 101 guide as we flow through some of the most common mind hurdles that come up along the way. So if you find that you have hurdles, this is an episode. Just try to apply the coaching that I'm sharing with her to your own life if you can and see the results that you get with your inner voice as well. And if you've ever wondered whether a partner was right for you or struggled to make a big decision, this can be a great guide. Let's go to the show. All right. I'm so excited to, I guess, share my time with you, Valerie. Thank you so much for working with me today. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be finally getting the chat with you. Okay, so how can we help you today? I guess the main thing I'm looking for, probably like a lot of your listeners, is probably clarity on um, a few things going on in my life. One particular is my relationship and also kind of my career because that relationship is kind of affecting that as well. Awesome. So do you want to start off by giving me a little background about the relationship and where the clarity is and where it isn't? (laughs) Okay. Um, So I've been with this particular man for going on six years now. I was living in Germany for seven years. So we met there and we started living together for about four years. And during that, I was beginning to feel slightly stuck in Germany as I uh, was working for the U.S. military and my contract ended and I tried to, you know, maybe find a job on the economy, but it wasn't really working. I was teaching yoga Yeah, so the dynamics changed a little bit, and I decided to leave and come back to the States in L.A., where I am now. I think what I'm struggling with is, I guess, all the limiting beliefs that I'm holding on to of fear and different possibilities, because he recently came to visit and proposed to me. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) So we're engaged, but it's kind of this halfway, I said yes to him, because he's who I want to marry, 
but it comes with living in Germany, probably for the majority of our marriage. And that's where I'm really kind of struggling with of what I'll be giving up, I guess. Because with that, it's like, then what do I do? What's my career? Then I'm living away from my family. What originally brought me to Germany was a job and it was fun and I was traveling and I had lots of friends and that just kind of slowly changed and it felt like I was slowly outgrowing it. But that was also as our relationship was deepening and he's expecting me to stay and I'm expecting him to maybe come with me. I mean, neither one of us lied to one another. It's just now we're at this point of either we commit fully or it ends. <laughs> There's kind of no one or the other anymore. Yes. And this is an important decision. And this is certainly a decision that with what we're going to do today is the most powerful thing you can do. There's not enough books or conferences or resources that you can do that will give you any more insight into this other than what we're about to do. So I'm glad you're here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited and I'm slightly scared. (laughs) Well, okay, here's a question. So what we're going to do is we have, let's look at it as like the neck, the awareness of you is like the bobblehead that you are. And you have this neck that's like got a little spring in it. It can bobble up, it can bobble down, bobble up into the head and it can bobble down into the perception of reality. Are you more heart or gut driven? Which one do you sense more? Right now, definitely my head. I used to be so much more gut-driven, and that's why I feel so off. What's interesting is I said, are you more heart or gut? And you said head. (laughs) The head's so busy thinking, it's not even listening, right? It's like, wait, no, I'm already in charge of this. And so anyways, but you did answer it secondarily by saying, I'm not even listening to my gut. So you have that gut connection or you have in the past when the head hasn't been bobbling that spring up so clearly. Now, what's really cool, if you're kind of this three-faceted being or three-headed monster, if you will, you've got this spring-loaded mechanism that's aware of both voices, and then you've got the head, and then you've got the gut. Or also, it's not saying that you don't have the heart. It's just that you're sensing that knowingness deeper within you into your belly region more than your chest. Either one's fine. I don't care which one it is, but we got that. Then we got the head. And then your neck is actually I would actually suppose or propose that anyone isn't just purely the head or purely, obviously we're not mostly purely from the gut, but uh, they kind of have a bit of the knowledge of the gut and a lot of head is like telling that story, but sometimes it's kind of fun to actually interview the head in its purest form because you know well enough not to take the head overly seriously, even though you're kind of mostly being run by it unconsciously, there are times when you're like, even I can't even (laughs) pay attention to that thought too completely because it's ridiculous. But I want to right now ask your head a question. So just the mind, and it's not even you, okay? So you're even like gonna find, so what's exciting about you is you've actually heard the first part of um, one of the client sessions come out on the show. Am I correct? Yes. Okay, so you're one of the first people that's now working with me post that being released. Everyone else that's aired as a show had not had that chance yet. So they were all surprised by what they were going to experience. You have a bit of an inkling, but what's really neat is to start also recognizing not only do we have this inner voice we can look down into for answers, we can also interview the head right at its purest form, which even we wouldn't take necessarily completely at its word. But if we did that and we directed a question to your head, what would you like to first ask your head? Oh, to ask it? It's more of a command to be quiet. <laughs> what I would ask it is, 
what are you so afraid of? Beautiful. Okay, so you're kind of in that space operating a bit from that spring-loaded neck, you know, the pivot point, the awareness that you are, and you're like, okay, now I'm aware that I'm aware. And as an awareness, I want to know what this head is holding on to so much. So why don't you ask that question to the mind? What are you so afraid of? (laughs) Now, the mind is pretty wordy, so not that you're going to get a huge answer, but what does the mind reply with in its most purest, less identified with you form it's just a huge decision and it feels life-changing it feels life-altering it feels unreversible great oh there we go unreversible life-altering okay now what we're gonna do is bobble you down to your gut we're gonna start there do you see what you just did you just found the first question or a starting point because a lot of people ask me how do I get started with this stuff where they say, I have so many topics, like I can't, I don't even know where to begin. And to me, that's just like an easy way for the mind to stall. <laughs> but, but you, and they go, I can't even get started because I don't even know where to begin. It's like, well, just start somewhere. It doesn't even matter where you start. But you just heard it feels unalterable and unreversible. Let's ask right now from the start, this is its biggest reason for having the most resistance and fear. Inner voice down in your gut, is that true? Is this decision the way my mind perceives it? No. (laughs) Now, how does that feel to hear that? It just makes me want to laugh at myself, I guess. Well, wait, that's a big concept in the mind, that it's irreversible. Marriage is irreversible. Now, inner voice, we're not adding any of the human right now. We're not stepping in too much with this right now. We're going to keep going. Why is that not true? It's nothing isn't you know, unreversible. It's all learning. Okay. Now, what did you hear directly? Now, what I want you to do is be a ruthless interpreter. Now, that means like a super honest, don't give me any fluff. Don't give me any mind interpretation. I just want the direct words or felt experience that you get no commentary necessary. So say directly, what did you hear, feel, or experience? I mean, I definitely feel like kind of calmer. I feel kind of warm. But what you just said was what you proposed, you presented that as the answer that you heard. Was that literally the translation you heard or not? Uh, It's okay. I just, this is what we got to learn is how to really hear instead of make up what we think we're going to hear down there. Yeah, it's still kind of hard to hear. But you did hear the no. Yeah, it kind of, I felt like I giggled at myself. <laughs> okay, so it's like a giggling of ridiculousness there. Let's go back down and ask the question again. Since we're not sure we really heard it the first time, it makes no sense for us to carry on with a fake mind pretending, like a, the wolf in Red, Little Red Riding Hood, that just what came to, popped in my head, is the little, the wolf dressed up as the grandma. That's like the mind dressed up as your inner voice, right? It makes no sense to have the wolf in the grandma's clothes, okay? You have to be brutal with me. Tell me when you hear nothing. Say, I hear nothing. That's That's the right answer. Okay. Okay? Does that make sense? Now, I'm not saying you did it wrong because you didn't know, but that's how often that wolf jumps in the grandma's clothes. I only want to hear from the real grandma, and if the real grandma's not there, say, it's not, I hear nothing. I'd far rather you do that because otherwise we're never going to get to the deepest truth of who you are. We're just going to get to a mind projected version of what you think that is, which is just your mind doing the wrong job. Yeah. 
All right. So now we heard the giggle and the no. We're going to go on like a hunch that that was right. Now we're going to ask that same place within yourself that giggled and said no. The follow-up question, why is it not true that it's not reversible? Now listen and tell me I hear silence or tell me the direct words or felt experience that you have. What just happened right there? It was just more like stillness and quiet. I don't really hear anything in particular. Just this, more of this calm. Okay. You gave it half a second, which is good, but let's do a few more seconds. Isn't it funny that the head will take years churning its own effort, but if it takes one second to hear something and it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't work. But I'll take over your entire lifetime to try to do this my way, but I'm not going to give myself more than two seconds to listen. Yeah. And if I don't get in in two seconds, throwing it out, go back to fear. Yeah, and that's what I've been struggling with. <laughs> Just a deep breath. Why is it not true? Because everything's meant to be learned. That's what I just keep hearing. Like, well, wait a minute. Did you hear words and tell me what the words directly were? It's just every experience is for learning, and and it's my mind telling me it's irreversible. Okay, that's a really long answer. Wait, that's did you just directly tell me word for word what you heard? Are you telling me with your mind again? More of a feeling. Okay, tell me about the feeling, but you're using a lot of words in the mind to describe a feeling. None of the words you just use are actually a feeling. Hmm. So what did you feel? I just felt like this, almost like a release of like, kind of like a let that go and, and just let it be. Okay, there we go. That's getting closer to the very wise, non-verbose voice. What you kind of have been doing, and it's totally, you're just getting used to this for the first time. My gosh, right? It's not like, it's not like you're scuba diving and I'm just like throwing you in the water and saying, do it perfectly. We're just figuring this out. But what you just said there, let it be, that is not necessarily like you heard the words, let it be, but that feeling was very succinct. And you said there's like a letting go. That's very different than the first way you tried to describe it, which was like 75 different words. <laughs> my mind is still trying to take over <laughs> of course it is it's done this for how long how long has it had the full microphone mm, 30 years <laughs> okay all right so it's learning to share the microphone and you're learning how to strengthen that awareness of both voices and that's what our time together is because otherwise you're going to make this decision with the mind yeah yeah and you're going to get the results that the mind creates mm-hmm all right, let's try again. So that's great. So you heard let it go. There was a releasing. That's a really, really good sign. You That releasing, how different does that feel than the way that the mind feels? Like the mind's just racing. It feels like this like animal that's like running back and forth in a cage. <laughs> it's the wolf in the grandma's clothes, right? It's like, wait, let me pretend as hard as I can because this is my decision. This is really important. I better not screw this up. So I better be the inner voice. Yeah, and I keep getting this just such contradicting thoughts of if you marry him, you're going to be unhappy. Okay, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. Let's ask. If you marry him, you, this is, okay, what you're saying, you're giving yourself the dialogue to ask, okay? Like those are statements to question with your inner voice, not with the wolf in grandma's clothes. Okay, so go down. If I marry him, will I be unhappy? No, I'm in charge of my happiness. No, what did you hear? You'll be fine. Did you hear those words? I still think you're talking to me as the mind. True or false? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, that's fine. But that's not going to be why you worked with me. Right. 
So you're not paying me and being in this session right now to use that same voice because that's the, the level of the problem, right? Yeah. And you want the level of the solution. And the way it is, is like, here's what's kind of happening. One way to think about it. Another analogy, your mind is like a fire hydrant spewing at you so much, so many words, so many beliefs, so many thoughts and stories. This other voice is like a water well of wisdom down south. <laughs> and it has two ways of operating. Well, kind of, there's three ways. One, it's kind of still and there is no overflow. So it's just a water well that's sitting there patiently waiting. There's another status of it where you keep ignoring what it's still and peaceful about and you keep acting from the head. And over time, going in the wrong direction to the antithesis of what the water well knows is right for you, the wise, peaceful place within you, eventually overflows. And so you can't ignore it anymore. Now, let's say that for the sake of uh, projection of some example of this, you can make the decision to marry him with your mind or not marry him with your mind, either one, whichever one the inner voice was not peaceful about. You could still make that call, totally your choice. You could do it. And then over time, if it was truly in the opposite knowingness of your inner well of wisdom, over time, there could become a point like a breaking point where that water is overflowing and it becomes more painful to avoid that truth no matter how hard that mind tries to control the outcome. And then you finally break down, you you quit the job, you get the divorce or you decide to get married, whatever the decision is. And then the other way, the third way, and this is what you're learning to do with me right now, is lower a bucket into the water. What you're doing when you ask the question is lowering it down and asking for the wisdom before it overflows. So you're not in some incredibly uncomfortable, I can't take it anymore state. That requires the willingness to listen and be completely open to what you hear. And one of the ways you can make the mind peaceful about this is knowing you don't have to do what it says. Mm. So just because it's going to tell you what's true for you, doesn't mean you need to follow it. Hmm. Now, of course, you know once you hear it that not following it's in direct opposition to your own peace, but sometimes that helps the mind to ask the questions and lower the bucket in the first place. True or false, I'm going to ask your mind a question. Would you rather pay Jess Lively $5,000? That's not obviously how much this costs, but would you rather pay Jess Lively or insert your other favorite person to listen to in a podcast or read here to tell me whether to get married or not, whether I should do it or not, versus ask my own inner voice and listen for 30 seconds. I'd rather be told. <laughs> yes. Would you rather spend, like, how much money would you spend? The mind. The mind, not you. Uh, unlimited. <laughs> it's priceless, right? Everything you have. Yeah. Let's ask the inner voice. Why does the mind do that? Now ask your inner voice. Why does the mind do that? It's just trying to protect me. No, that's your mind. What did you hear? You got to learn how to just tell me the words and say silence if I hear silence. I'm not saying you didn't hear that, but that didn't sound like the inner voice to me. That sounded like you as the mind snapping into grandma's clothes as the wolf. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not talking to you now, Valerie. You're in the corner. You are not a part of this conversation anymore in order for us to get to the deeper part or facet of you. Why does the mind go to everyone else for the answers that are within this place I'm directing my attention? Listen for the answer. Because it's scared. 
Is that the words exactly that you heard or did you hear no words? I heard scared. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Valerie, you've just done it. (laughs) Do not do anything other than that for the rest of the session. Can you promise me that? Yeah. All right. You just learned how to do it. You just told me directly the word. That's all I want from you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll invite you back in the conversation as the mind, but for you to get where you want to go, that's what I need to talk to. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you heard the word scared. One word, just the word scared. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. And congratulations. You've gotten two of them now. It's not like you need to get more than one word. Okay. And you can tell me, okay, so what we're finding here is you're not going to have some Abraham spouting out of you anytime soon. That's fine. We don't need 75 words like Emily got (laughs) out of her inner voice. We just need a feeling, a knowingness, or even just a single word. And we can proceed from here. But if we keep doing all the 75 words, your mind keeps wanting to rattle off from itself, we're getting nowhere. Mm Okay? Okay. That's beautiful. The mind is scared. Now we're going to ask the billion dollar question. You always want to follow up whenever you get an emotion like that. I get that. Like if I ask my inner voice, why am I upset about this? Or why is this bothering me? Or whatever, you know, the thing that it is that's causing friction or resistance. When I ask why, it says because it's scared. Sometimes I'll I'll hear that so much. I I just kind of skip to why am I scared? And then my inner voice will sometimes correct me. And I like, I don't know the difference or why it matters. But sometimes it'll be like, no, you're worried. And it's like, okay, fine. I'm worried. Okay. I'm not the word scared. I'm worried. I don't know your definition of difference. But then your answers are only in part going to be as great as the questions you ask. So you're learning with me today right now and with any other client calls you listen to how to ask questions to get the best response. Okay. So once you heard scared, the next thing, anytime you hear one of those emotions, you ask why. Do you know why I'm asking the inner voice why instead of your mind why? I guess just to be able to ask it deeper from more of a a wise place. Yes, because you think you know why it's upset. You think you have a story about why it's upset. But the real reason may be deeper than the mind can understand. Mm-hmm. And when you ask the part of you that is wiser, like you just said, you can get a wiser understanding of where the resistance truly is. Because the mind will have a story about it, but that doesn't mean it's the accurate story. Right. It's a version of the story that the mind believes is true. But let's ask, why is the mind scared to hear the answer within myself? Only direct translation or say silence. Because then I'll actually have to do what, it, what my heart's telling me. I'll actually have to decide. I'll actually have to make a decision. I asked you to directly tell me the words. I'm just, I'm not trying to be mean here, but I'm trying to be a little Zen master with you. Yeah. Okay. Was that an answer that you directly translated word for word or is that not? What I'm feeling is it doesn't want to know because it's heavy. Okay. I'm still trying to understand, Valerie, I'm doing two things here. I'm trying to help you, but really I'm also trying to hear from your inner voice. I'm trying to directly talk to your inner voice. And you're not letting me directly talk to it. Do you see how that's happening right now? Yeah. Okay. Let me directly talk to your inner voice. Now, you can tell me direct words or tell me that you hear a feeling or tell me that you hear silence. Those are the only three options you have. I need to rein you in so I can truly understand what you're getting. Otherwise, I'm not going to be truly helping you. We're just going around in circles with the wolf in the grandma's clothes. Yeah. Okay. 
So you have three options. You can choose silence, you can choose a feeling, or you can choose I heard a word or a phrase. Okay. All right. Why is my mind scared to hear the answer myself? Allow it to come to you. Bubble forth. Literally, you're going to be listening to your gut. You're literally paying, you're putting your attention into your stomach within yourself. Just listen like you're listening to me in your ears right now, but you're directing it downward. I'm hearing. Just the words, nothing else. Life altering. That's the words you heard. Yeah. All right. When did you hear it? Before I said what I'm hearing. (laughs) So it took you a few seconds or a little pause there? Yeah. How did the words sound? They sounded calm and supportive. Okay. All right. Now we're going to ask another question. Will you lead me the wrong way? Directing it downward. No. Okay. That was a lot quicker there. Okay. What did that sound like? Similar to the first one, just kind of giggling. Yeah. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you always love me? Yes. Have you always loved me? Always. Will you always love me? Yes. Is everything working out for me? Yes. Always? Yes. Even with this marriage decision in Germany? Yes. Can I do this wrong? No. How do you feel right now? I feel a lot more calm. You heard a lot of words very quickly. Mm-hmm. And you didn't say a lot. You just told me the words. You just were quick to reply. What was that experience? You just got a run of more communication with your inner voice, perhaps, than you have in your, perhaps, in your whole life. It felt really nice. It was, I actually ended up just lying down and I have my hand on my heart just to try to feel it more. That's beautiful. I love that. Great job. Great intuition there. Great, like, impulse to do that. Okay. You ready to keep going knowing that you can't do this wrong? <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to trust listening to this voice? Mm-hmm. Do you notice we haven't really asked anything very much about him or the situation or even Germany yet? We're just trying to get a strong connection from you. And also, we've already established right up front from the get-go that it has no ill intent for you. Mm-hmm. How does the mind feel about listening to this voice now that it's heard and felt that experience? It's definitely gotten quieter. Yeah? Mm-hmm. it's scared right it's like a mom that's been protecting you in the best way it can and it's really scary to think i need to let go of control yeah i bet moms actually when they drop off their kids to school or like the first time probably have a little bit of that feeling maybe like oh my gosh my little child's not going to be under my eye and i know i care so much about this child like what's going to happen is someone else going to care for them as much as i do i can feel myself trying not to cry yeah i feel that yeah no allow it allow it you know what that is releasing resistance allow the tears to come because all that does is let out the resistance the mind's been holding on to that's no longer needed to be there isn't that nice to know it's been holding it in trying to keep control and it's learning how to release and allow another part of itself that perhaps for this life or many others it has not allowed the freedom to do so and it's learning how to do something new And it's really a good thing, right, that our parents eventually drop us off at school. (laughs) They let us get out of their house and we go live our lives, right? We don't need our parents being in control of every move we make and we never get out of their care and concern. 
that doesn't mean they don't stop loving. It doesn't mean just because we go to school or we start to live our lives for ourselves or we move across the world that they don't care about us any less. It just means they're allowing us to live our lives more from another point of view that's not their own. That's exactly what your mind is going through right now in its own way. It's used to controlling. It's completely created a false identity of who you are. Most humans on the planet still do have this too. The insanity and the problems in the world exist because of this false facade of control and persona that's not really even there in the most ultimate way. Like it's there in that we're all interacting in that way. But that doesn't mean that that same part of us isn't the part that kills other people and does selfish, stupid things and thinks it needs morality. Like (laughs) these are all aspects that have been created through, as Eckhart calls, like the egoic mind going into insanity. And the only way you can stay insane is if you don't realize you're insane. The minute you bring realization to that fact, you can't stay insane. So everybody's insane because they don't realize it. And when they realize it, they stop inherently being insane. They brought consciousness to the insanity. The insanity can only exist while they're unconscious of it. All right, this is a little stuff, a little distraction here for your mind to get used to this. And it likes to hear these words because it likes to think and it's really comfortable with that, right? So we got to do a little bit. So we got to give it a little pause. But are you ready to go back down in? Yeah. Okay, so I can never get this wrong. (laughs) <laughs> right is that what right. i'm saying okay now now mm-hmm. valerie's in the corner i'm just having the conversation with your gut now but you get to be the honest truth teller of if you hear silence if you do that's totally fine i'll just ask another question like that doesn't phase me at all don't think you let me down i'll just ask a new question or i'll ask it in a new way that's just an opportunity to ask something else instead that doesn't mean stop altogether and walk away okay so does it matter whether i marry him or not No. (laughs) It doesn't matter. What if I say yes? Just listen directly, direct words only. You'll be fine. Okay, what if I say no? You'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't matter whether I say yes or no. No. What about Germany? This is going to change my life quite a bit if I say yes or no. What do you mean it doesn't matter and I'll be fine either way? Direct words only. You're doing really good. I hear more silence. I don't hear something too direct. Okay, good. Good. Thank you. Okay. So I'm learning how comfortable and how colloquial or how like, you know, casual can I be with your inner voice right now? We're kind of like learning how to get the dialogue started, right? That was a kind of like a whole big question. We'll simplify it to a smaller, more direct question. And we'll play with that scope, right? Sometimes you can ask a really broad mind block. And sometimes it's if it's the connection still getting set in, just ask something more specific instead. Okay, so the last thing we really heard from was it doesn't, you'll be fine either way, right? That's our last solid ground. Okay, so I can say yes. Yes. And I can say no. Yes. Do you, inner voice, care which way I go? No. Okay, now Valerie, the mind, let's bobble up for a hot second. All right, let's interview the mind real quick. How are you feeling about this? You went from fear of asking the question to now finding out it doesn't care and you're going to be fine either way. What a relief. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, I don't have to be the mother all the time. Okay, so, so this is not a life or death situation, mind. Yeah. And it's not irreversible. Yeah. 
I just feel like a huge weight. I don't know why. <laughs> That's exactly what the mind is. It is the weight. That's why when you listen to all the stuff that we're going into a season five of and beyond the mind, all that we talk about is releasing resistance, letting go, surrendering. What are those things really doing? They're the mind letting go of the perception of control that it's never had and always believes it can try to find in the ever elusive future. It's trying to control your future. And your inner voice has no interest in the future. Inner voice, do you care about my future? No, I care about now. It's what I feel like. Yeah, okay. Now let's ask this, okay? Why do you not care about my future? Just be silent, see what we hear. Direct words only, or silence or feeling. Only those options. I'm just, I'm right here. What did you hear directly? No translation. You're also helping everyone else struggling with this. Do you hear how this is like really, that's why I'm really helping and being kind of, uh, it's not trying to be brutal. I'm trying to be really direct and clear for you and for everyone else so we can really get somewhere instead of stay in the mind pretending to be the, the soul or the inner voice. So what did you hear directly? I'm not saying you didn't hear something to that effect. I just question whether that exact phrasing was what you experienced or not. You can be honest and tell me it was, but I don't know if it said it exactly that way or if you had a different sensation or a different experience. It was just more of like a flicker. It was more of a feeling of just here, just present. The here. There you go. That. Do you see how that's more helpful, though, than answering it with words you didn't hear? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's all. It can communicate without using Eng English. But I can tell or I have a hunch, a very strong, I've done this a lot of times hunch, when the mind is saying words that were not directly heard. And that can confuse other people, too. If this does become a show, it helps people to hear the direct words. Because when you say it directly like that, they tap into that voice in themselves. Yeah. Okay. So you said it was a flicker. It was kind of like a realization or a knowing feeling. Yeah. Okay. So how would you try to verbiage that feeling? But at least we're now clarifying. This was a feeling you had that conveyed what? Of a knowing of right here is what matters. That it's my mind that cares so much about the future. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Now let's ask why. Why does the mind care so much about the future to the inner voice? I just hear the word fear. Okay, beautiful and very true. It does not need to say much. Literally, this is why I said this in one of my other client sessions. Like, this is why Yoda and Mr. Miyagi and the Karate Kid, this is why don't, people don't, the wise people don't say a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what my theory is? They're just repeating what their inner voice tells them. Mm. And it doesn't use a lot of words. It can say phrases and it can be sometimes like a stream of consciousness like Abraham and Emily got a chance to experience within herself. Great. But we don't need that to convey wisdom. Wisdom can be in one word or one feeling at a time. So it's afraid. Let's ask the inner voice. Are you afraid for me? No. Why not? I just feel love. I just I didn't hear that. I feel that. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Because we already know and we've already verbiaged, you are loved and nothing can ever go wrong. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we know there's no answer that matters. Let's ask this. What can I do to have peace around this decision, this marriage decision right now? I hear the word stillness. Ooh, okay, beautiful. You heard it. It was clear. It didn't take you very long. You didn't say a lot of words around it. Just was there, stillness. Mm-hmm. 
do I need to make the decision right now? I mean, obviously, you've already said whatever you've said to him, but do I need to make a more further decision right now? Mm, No. No. Will I know if it's time to change that decision in the future? Yes. Can I have a happy life with him in my life? Yes. Can I have a happy life without him in my life? Yes. Can I have a happy life in Germany? Listen for the answer. This is hard. I don't have a bet on this one, right? I'm, I'm not like betting on the horse and saying I have a feeling. I'm really inquiring. Here's a question. Do I need to know if I'll be happy in Germany right now? No. There you go, right? Stillness, because it wasn't the right question to ask. Why don't I need to know if I'll be happy in Germany right now? I hear the word, you're protected. You're protected. You're safe. You're safe. I'm safe right now, and I'm safe if I go to Germany? Mm Mm-hmm. Does this need to be as hard as my mind is making it out to be? No. What would you like me to do, inner voice? To listen. To who? Me. Yeah, there we go. By the way, don't think you're going crazy if you ever hear that voice say the word you. Yeah. (laughs) And the reason I, not that it's going to say listen to you, it's going to say listen to me and it's going to tell you. Often that's the verbiage people hear. Now, that doesn't mean that someone's not directly getting the other language, but that's why I've been betting all those times you keep rambling off like something that I think I keep saying the grandma dressed up, the wolf dressed up as the grandma, because you keep switching the point of perspective to I. And usually, most of the time, it's very quiet, direct, and says you. Hmm. That's my little trade secret I've been keeping in the back of my mind as I listen to your answers that's been making me really deeply question, besides the fact of how fast you're speaking, which is also mind, Mm -hmm. the inner voice is very still and often very calm, direct, but can say the word you. So when it said me, that's what I expected it would say. Hmm. Now, this isn't to like make your mind now pretend to be the wolf in that way or the grandma in that way, but it was just part of the experience I was having listening to those earlier answers. And I know that sounds weird, but it's just something I've noticed as a trend in my own voice and many others. We don't need to like, I think, overanalyze it. I think we kind of have all three facets. We know we have this spring, we have this awareness that can switch between both. And then we have the mind and we have this other voice. This other voice has some quirks or tendencies that tend to be pretty thematic among many people, just like the mind tends to be pretty thematic among many people. It's usually not that different, Mm -hmm. either of them, within every person. They just have different life situations they're dealing with. But answers often are not quite that different. And the motivation of the mind is often quite the same. Mm. Okay. How are you feeling now compared to when we started this call? Um, Good. I I do go in and I can feel the fight. It's really weird. I can feel the, like, bubbling up when it wants to talk more in my mind. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's go down and say, why does the mind want to talk so much? (laughs) Good, quiet the mind. (laughs) Control. Yeah, look at how powerful your inner voice is able to say everything in one word at a time. Do you see how that's really powerful? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need any more than this. You're getting little hunches, little feelings and realizations, some laughter sometimes, and you're getting direct words at others. That's all you need. Do you see how you could do this yourself now more and more, even though that mind might say, well, I'm not getting that much. Do you see how it doesn't matter? Yeah. You've already unwound like the biggest problem in your mind's life in a half hour. Yeah. I just want to laugh still. I don't know why. (laughs) 
the mind or the inner voice? Definitely more my my inner self just wants to just giggle. Just Yeah. Let it laugh. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Do you see that? Like it it does not. Inner voice. If I decide not to marry him, could I marry him later? Yes. Could I marry someone else later if that didn't work out? Yes. If I married him, could we always go different paths later? Yes. Would you be okay with that inner voice? Yes. Would my mind be okay with that? Ask the inner voice. Would the mind be okay with that? Because that's its biggest fear, right? The mind is like, oh my God, I'm making this irreversible decision. Okay, let's look at it. Before you've even made the decision, let's go to the wise part of you. So inner voice, would the mind be okay if I ended my marriage in the future? I hear eventually. Oh, wow. Really wise. And now mind, I'm going to directly bubble up. Okay, would you be okay if I got divorced in the future? Mine certainly wouldn't have been. I'm expecting it to say no. I'm not I'm not trying to get us here. No. Yeah, it's fighting. <laughs> yeah, totally, Valerie. I'm not asking your mind to say, like, I'm already. I expect it to have resistance to that, given the fact that it said it was irreversible from the beginning, right? That presupposes there is an inevitability of no end to the mind on that decision. So that's why I know that it would be a problem, because its fear is that it would be making an irreversible choice. And the fear is wrapped in time. <laughs> well, the I mind, okay, so beautiful. You know what you just stumbled upon? Hmm. The number one aspect that the mind feeds on hmm. beyond thought and emotion is time. Hmm. Time is where thought and emotion, the way the mind uses them, lives. The thoughts project into the future or into the past to create a fake driver's license you right now that's not true nor ever was. And it's just living out this character it can't tell is ultimately false. Like, do you believe in past lives? Yes. Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you know of, have you like come across an experience where you kind of have a story of a past life you might have had? Yeah. Yeah, I had a, one of those. Yeah. Okay. So what was the brief summary of the story, the Twitter version of that life? What's the, what do you know, the details? It was... Oof, I don't even know what century it was, but I was a young boy and someone had killed my mother. Okay. Is that you now? No. Okay. Neither is Valerie. Huh. Because once you die, is Valerie you? If this little farm boy is not you, once you die, is Valerie you? No. So what makes you real now? My flesh. <laughs> Your thoughts. Thoughts. Okay. Because your flesh doesn't have it, like, there's no, like, ISB code or whatever that is on, like, those iPhones and stuff that's got it etched into your body that you're Valerie. Guess what? I was born Jessica Constable. Now I'm Jessica Lively because I married into it and kept the name. <laughs> but that name wasn't etched on my soul. I changed it when I turned 27 and I decided not to unchange it later. I liked it, so I kept it. I changed who I was in the way that you're saying you couldn't because you changed your name from Valerie to something else. Yeah. When you were little, did you want to be some other name? Mm, yeah, probably at some point. Maybe like Crystal or something. Crystal, right? I wanted to be Mandy. My brother Michael went around for like a week and told everyone to call him Steve because he wanted to be named Steve, which is ironically my dad's name. And it was his middle name. But he decided one week he wanted to be called Steve. I don't know if he remembers it, but I remember. It's kind of funny, right? It's just like these things are not impermeable. They're ultimately just stories we continue to tell. And because we continue to tell them and believe that they're true, that's what perpetuates them, whether they're ultimately true or not. Your body isn't even the same conglomeration of cells it was when you were born or even a few years ago. 
Like every two years, you're a new body, isn't that? Yeah, something like that, right? There's a high turnover. The thing that keeps it consistent is the stories we tell about it and the projection of that same persona into the future. And the mind is what's holding on to that. Right. Inner voice, are you holding on to this concept of Valerie? No. Do you need this concept of Valerie to experience this life reality? Inner voice. Just asking the inner voice if the inner voice needs the concept known as Valerie to experience life. That's interesting. Just listen. I'm not asking the mind. The mind is like, what the hell is she doing right now? We're having fun. That's what we're doing. We're having fun questioning the thing that will never let itself be questioned. I hear no, but my mind is fighting it. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Beautiful. So you heard no. Now let's ask. This is the great thing. So the mind wants to fight it and then distract you from ever asking further questions, right? What I'm going to tell you is instead of letting the mind distract you, ask 10 more questions. Do you see the difference between how I do this and how every normal mind behaves? Mm -hmm. I go deeper instead of get distracted. Okay, if I can tell you the biggest reason my life has shifted in the ways that it has that I could try to help anyone else, it's because you keep asking questions instead of stop at that point. When you get when the mind gets confused, that's just keep going more. And you can go in different tangents and some things you don't need to ultimately know to have peace right now. So it's not always going to be like you didn't get, I think, it didn't tell you like you needed to change anything about your decision right now. That doesn't mean that at some future point in time in the now of that experience, you won't make a new choice in the marriage decision for some outcome that will be peaceful in that moment. It was just telling you right now, you just need stillness because it's true. There's nothing wrong with you right now, right? Right. Inner voice. Do I have a problem right now? No. Do I ever have a problem in the now moment? No. Does Valerie, the story that the mind tells of Valerie, have problems? The mind can answer this. Sorry, I have to direct you. You're doing so good at this. I have to be clear now. The mind can answer. Does Valerie ever have problems? Yes. Yeah, right? Do you? Like, okay. Yeah, right? Inner voice. Have you ever had a problem? Inner voice. No. Why not? Well, how is this possible that this Valerie thing has all these problems, but you've never had a problem? This is where you really have to listen because this mind does not know the answer to this. This is where you have to be ruthlessly open and just honest. Say words, feeling, or nothing. I just feel safe. I hear safe. Safe. Here's why. Do I ever not exist? No. Valerie, now talking to the head up here, you know, I'm not asking some expert on a show that wrote a book or some neurologist that studied a lot of people. We just asked you, the deepest part of you, these questions. We didn't go outside of yourself for these answers. We didn't have to go to some person that we paid a lot of money. Like, we don't need to. How does it feel to know it came through from you? It feels really peaceful. And it's it's interesting that some questions just make me smile. Like a, when they answer, I, I'm not even controlling it. I just like to smile or giggle. It just feels like it's coming from someplace deeper. Here we go. Inner voice. Are you glad that we're talking to you now? Yes. Are you happy to help out? Yes. Are you happy to help this Valerie character when she gets into all these perceived problems? Always. Do I need to pay so much attention to this Valerie persona as I currently have? No. How could I enjoy my life more? I think I heard the word free. Yeah. Okay, inner voice. Do I have total freedom? (laughs) Yes. 
Am I so free I could choose bondage? Yes. Why would any human ever choose bondage if they have total freedom? I had a feeling of just, just heard the word free again. Free. They're so free they can choose any life experience they want? Yes. Can I change the life experience I'm having now? Yes. How? Just I hear ease. Ease. It's harder to hear when it's not yes or no. It's okay. (laughs) You know what's so funny is some people have really hard time with yes or no's. And you're saying that that's a really easy one for you. So beautiful to share that point of view. It's not always one or the other. Sometimes, though, it is hard for people. Like if we ask, like, let's try it. Should I marry Mr. German? Yes. Look at that. I wasn't even expecting you to get a super clear one. It wasn't an expectation that had to happen. How do you feel now? I didn't even know we'd get that. How do you feel? It feels good. It just also feels like if you asked it, do I have to and say no as well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have to. But should I? Yeah. Okay. Why? Why should I marry him? Feel either is fine. I just, it's. <sighs> I'm allowed to a... choose this life experience? Yes. Will I be okay if I go to Germany? Yes. Will I be fine if I go to Germany? Yes. Will I have friends if I go to Germany? Yes. Will I have a career that I enjoy if I go to Germany? Yes. Will I have all of those things if I go anywhere else on the planet too? Yes. How is that possible? Why, my mind only thinks one or the other. It thinks it's either great here or bad there or vice versa. Why is it all possible everywhere in the world? I feel like I heard a sentence. <laughs> Okay, what's the sentence? Say it directly. I'm with you. There you go. How did that feel to hear? I got goosebumps on that one. That felt freeing. <laughs> yeah. You're, so I'm never alone, and it's not about this guy being in my life. I'm never alone because you're with me. Yeah. Are you a part of me? More than you know. More than you know. Do you see that? That was a phrase, but it wasn't long. And you, you notice what you said? You. <laughs> More than you know. In the earlier phrases where I kept kind of giving you a hard time, <laughs> not trying to, mm-hmm. but, but I was kind of <laughs> coaching you down here, you kept saying the I as you were answering with this voice. This one said you. You've really sunk in. It's going to be interesting to see how the next few hours after our call together and also in the next few days, some of the clients that I've worked with for these two-hour sessions have started to go, wow, like they're like having massively like strange days because this is a really long time to stay in this listening place longer than I've ever worked with people before. And most of the time, longer than they've ever, this is deeper than any meditation. Have you meditated before? I have, but I've never heard anything like this. Yeah, and you know what? You just had the courage to listen, and I, you had a little Zen master tapping that little head going down, down, down. I was definitely fighting it. <laughs> My mind was definitely fighting it. I know, so many of minds do. Inner voice, let's, I think I've already asked this, but we'll do it again. Why do minds fight this so much? It's fear and control. Yeah. But can everybody do this inner voice? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's funny is I get still get people saying they can't, but then I ask the inner voices of other people and they're saying other people can. I'm not saying this is true as the human mind of Jess Lively. I'm just asking infinite intelligence within you. <laughs> I don't mean to be the one saying this. I can ask you. the inner voice within you to me is wiser than any mind on the planet. The inner voice within anyone, an authentic inner voice. I would rather listen to that voice than any mind getting paid any amount of money on the planet. And odds are, if they are getting paid a lot of money on the planet, they're probably not just using their mind. (laughs) They're probably using a part of this too. 
So that's why they're esteemed so much or why they're considered so wise. But a pure mind versus this pure voice within you, I'd rather go to the average person on the street's inner voice for wisdom than the smartest pure mind on the planet. Inner voice in you, is Jess's point of view pretty wise to do that? Yes. Why? Because true knowledge is within. Beautiful. Look at you. You really listened to that. You didn't rush to fill that in and mindify it. Hmm. You're doing really good and you're getting longer phrases. How does it feel to hear more words at a time but stay true to that voice and not rush into the head to hold with that few words at a time? It is difficult. I'm trying to like hear one and allow the next to come and not try to replace what I think it's going to say. Yes. And you know what's great is this is being recorded. So you can allow yourself to just say one word at a time and you don't have to hold on to the ones you just said because when you're really listening and you're, let's say you get stronger at this and this like this little well, instead of just like a little word or here or there, you can get like a whole sentence or a whole paragraph, right? In those states, it feels like a lot like as Esther Hicks describes channeling Abraham Hicks. She's aware of what she's saying and she's saying it, but after she said it, she's not so aware of what happened. So there's this present momentness with the flow that's coming through that you're paying attention to at every drop in time, each little drop of that bucket. But then the accumulated phrasing or the accumulated statement can be hard to recall because you're paying attention to the now moment of what's showing up now than the projection of the future words or the past words that were just said. You're in the present moment and you're really channeling this authentically, right? So it can be harder. It's not impossible. Like in some things you might, as we do this, stick out in your memory more than like the whole phrasing of a lot. But this is where recording yourself, if you're doing this on the phone, could be good. Like I used to, one time I had this inner voice kept saying, in a really weird way, I was, I was trying to channel at the time. I was like, remember to record. It sounded super bizarre, but um, it was telling me to record like voice message. So I could just like say whatever was coming out without needing to remember what was said because I wasn't around someone at the time. The other way you could do this is by writing because then you can write down each word one at a time, but you can go back and actually read the whole statement or the whole chunk of statements, sentences, or paragraphs. This is the most difficult way of doing it to some degree, but you have the gift of me here with you, able to help you interpret the voices, which is a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. Definitely being able to call me on it of which is which. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried this before our time together? I'm sorry? No, ha I have not. Okay. So you are, you're a virgin at this. Yeah. Have you thought about doing it before our time together? Oh, absolutely. Okay, we're going to interview the mind. Microphone to the mind. Why did you avoid it before working with Jess? Why did I avoid it? Definitely afraid of what would come up. Yeah. Why did you want to work with Jess? Why do you want to spend hundreds of dollars on working with Jess when you probably had a good idea in mind that she was going to make you do this? I definitely feel that was more of flow of guidance of this kind of lining up and allowing to happen. And I think my mind is sick of the chaos too. Yeah, it is really draining, right? Yeah, it's exhausting. Inner voice, does life need to be draining? No. Does life need to be hard? No. What about when bad things happen to, let's ask this. This is a mind's like big question it holds on to. What about when bad things happen to me or other people? I hear safe and not really to them. Yeah, because can I ever not exist? No. Can anyone not exist? No. Is the body who we ultimately are? 
temporarily. Yeah. Can the body not exist eventually? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the body can die. That doesn't have anything to do with our consciousness. Yeah. Inner voice. Is that true? I'm, I'm checking down there. Yes. Yeah. Is this part of me down here wanting to come through more in this life experience as well? Yes. How can it do so more? Listen. Yeah. Like this? Yes. So should I ask you more questions more often? Yes. Are there any other things I can do as well? Journal. Journal. Beautiful. Walk. Walk. Relax. Relax. Do I need to think so much? No. Why not? Causes overthinking. Yeah. Is the mind still useful, inner voice? Yes. When is it useful? Hmm. Good job for listening. Really good job. You're the virgin at this. I'm not asking any smart human mind that's ever written a book on this subject. I'm asking a virgin voice, you know, the first time we're doing this, I'm asking a really wise question to a voice you've never really tapped into before. But you know why I'm doing it? Because I trust that that voice is wise, even if you haven't used it before. I hear learning and different guidance. Different guidance. What can the mind guide me well on? Fun. <laughs> so it can help me pick fun. You know what I heard in mine when I said that? I heard choices. Hmm. <laughs> Which is interesting because your voice said you can pick whichever way you want to go with the guy and you'll be fine or Germany or any country, and you'll be fine. It wasn't necessarily picking a choice for you. It was just like you're never unsafe. You're never unloved. You're never making the wrong call. Like none of those were choices, which is just interesting to me. I'm not like making a big statement. It just is curious. Let's ask your inner voice now. Can the mind make choices? Yes. Is that okay for it to do that? Yes, but I'm, I kind of feel the word consulting. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Okay, let's do it. Let's ask. Okay, so should the mind consult the inner voice when it makes choices? Is that is that what you mean, inner voice, when you say the word consulting? Yes. Okay. The mind is consulting the inner voice on the choices it's making. Is that what was meant by the word consulting? Yes, and I hear the word trust. Where should we place our trust? In you. Good job. You're doing a really good job. In you being, place your trust in you when it's saying that, is it speaking to your gut or to your head? Both. We should place our trust in both. Mm -hmm. And consult both? I think it, like consulting my first and then choosing. Consulting your gut first and then choosing? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really helpful. I prefer to do it that way. Saves me a lot of trouble because there's always the, the what if going on in the head when it makes the choice. And even when it comes for me as little as like buying the right next deodorant because I keep getting like natural deodorants that used to give me like red patches on my arm. I was like, well, this isn't fun. Like I still use the like muscle testing to pick that or toothpaste or whatever. It's I'd still rather go to the gut on the, even those little choices as well because it's like my mind doesn't know I know like I can see the ingredient list and I can have a track record of you know knowing baking soda and the last one might have been the reason I broke out this one doesn't have baking soda but does that mean I should buy this one instead or what if it's got something else it's gonna make it break out right so like for me it like kind of cuts through all the clutter if I just muscle chest and ask basically my gut through that choice yeah that's kind of what I was feeling too of just trying to get more just asking deeper more often yeah like I'm 
been really running around with just crazy thoughts and not being still and just allowing my mind to be able to make choices, but after listening first. Yes. Is that what you're trying to help me understand, inner voice? Yes. Are you always patient with me, even when I'm running around making choices with my mind? <laughs> yes. So it's okay even when I do that? Yes. How are you feeling, Valerie? Now we're bringing you back into the fold. Good. I don't know. It's really interesting. I used to do a lot of meditation. I thought I used to hear myself and I thought I was in the flow before. Maybe that was more the law of attraction than, you know, really listening to myself. So this is the first time I feel like I've actually listened. How does it feel? It feels really calming. I feel like none of it really matters. No, just a life experience. It's like watching a TV show named Valerie. That's why it's telling me. That's why it's just kind of laughing at me. It reminds me of a dream I had years ago when I decided to move to Germany. I had a dream. My grandfather had recently passed away, and he came to me in my dream because I was really afraid to go. And I asked him if I'd be okay. He just laughed at me. He said, you'd be fine. And I wonder if that was him or more, now that I'm hearing those words now, if maybe it was more coming from my higher self. Inner voice? Was that dream coming from you or my grandpa? Both. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd hear. How does that feel? That feels nice. Yeah. Inner voice, let's ask this. I have no idea what we're going to get, but why did you tell me to go to Germany at the time? For experience and fun. <laughs> did you have experience and fun? Yes, lots. <laughs> there you go. Can I have more experience and fun in the next chapter as well? Lots. Even if I'm in Germany with my partner? Yes. Can I approach this new time and phase in Germany differently? With more stillness. And it'll, what I'm feeling is it'll be a different fun. How so? Inner voice. It's more of a feeling, but... You're doing so good at this now. You're so clear. You're so good at explaining this. What is the feeling? It's more of either is a deepening of learning. More of a... a different kind of fun going inward rather than outward i remember my first year traveling was like the first year was like outward like seeing things i never saw before being places i'd never been cultures i'd never experienced right there's a lot of outward and as it kept going it's like a vortex or tornado going outward and then it was like not i guess reversed flow but like really went inward and now it's all inward and i think a lot of times travel right now for people is helping them to just shift and then if they do it long enough, then I tend to see a trend. It's not everyone, but a lot of people then start shifting. I think because of all that change, there's an openness. And then in that openness, then they start looking at that openness within themselves. And then it kind of spirals inward too. Yeah, I can feel that. So how do you feel about that, Valerie? Sense of relief. <laughs> Why don't I say that? David Mine has been making it this huge overbearing, you know, on a fence for two years, can't make a decision, double-edged sword, no matter what you choose, it's, it's going to be difficult and hard. And now that I know either I choose, it doesn't matter. No. I know some of the other sticking points your mind had in the beginning, so I'll just kind of flesh out with your inner voice a bit more here. What about my career inner voice? I had a big story around career in Germany that was not going to mash. Is that true? No, it'll just be different. Can it be good? Yes. Can I love it? Yes, if I, I hear the word allow. Oh, that's an inner voice word. One of its favorites. <laughs> 
what do I need to allow? Peace. Yeah. Why has my mind not allowed peace before? I have more of a feeling of it's what I, it thinks I want. The mind thinks it wants peace or the mind? It thinks it doesn't want peace. The mind doesn't want peace. Once. Mm. We've asked the mind about, and it said a lot of times fear and control has to do with like the mind's situation. Um, is there anything else to add to that inner voice? I, don't know, I hear the word chaos. The mind wants chaos? Yeah. Why does the mind want chaos? For, what is that word? Can't quite, quite articulate the word. I don't know what it's saying. Good job. Look how great you're doing as an interpreter of this. You're a pro now. It's a contradiction. Yeah. Here's my thought. I'm going to ask your inner voice. Is Jess right? Okay. So is it possible that the mind thrives on time and in order to be useful in time, it needs to have problems to solve? So it keeps finding new things to solve and chaos gives it a lot of problems to solve. So it, therefore it gets to keep existing and staying in perceived control. Yes. Yeah. Perceived control. Yeah. Does the mind ever actually have control in her voice? I gotta thinks it does. Thinks it does. Does it really? Uh, no. Kind of getting a contradicting of a yes and a no. Oh, okay. Beautiful. So look how... I just have to applaud you so much because in this quick session, you have transformed your translation. Do you see how like ruthlessly honest you're being? Like this is the word or I can't quite put the word. You know what I mean? You're doing such a good job. Let me ask you this. Did you hear a yes and a no? Yes. Okay, beautiful. That is a very common response. So that's not a problem. That just means that this is the next thing to do. You say how yes and how no right? So part of that's true and part of it's not true. And then again, this is not the time to walk away and go, oh, I don't understand that stupid voice. <laughs> no, the, the, that's the time to go how yes and how no. It's being very wise for you. It's not just blanketing things in untrue statements. It's willing to clarify. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So can you remind me as I got excited about the yes and no, what yes and no was in response to? What was the question I just asked I think if the mind's in control. Okay. How is it in control? How yes? Decision making? Uh, I don't know. If I, see, I hear decision. Yeah. That's kind of like, it sounds very similar to my mind as the word choices I heard earlier. Okay. How no? How is it not in control? <laughs> and we're smiling. You are. It's not in control because you are. Mm -hmm. And I am not the mind? No. <laughs> am I Valerie? No. Oh, who am I if I'm not Valerie? If I'm not the driver's license, Valerie, who am I? I just feel peace. I'm peace? I don't really have an answer. I just, yeah, that's no, what I no, feel. Yeah, 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 no, that, not beautiful. But I'm going to ask that inner voice to clarify. Am I that peaceful feeling? Yes. So that's what you are. You're the awareness. You're the peaceful feeling. I'm using that as like this, you know, that spring I keep saying, the bobblehead that can go up and down between the voices? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask your inner voice, is that ability for me to go up and down, that spring-loaded part of me, is that that peacefulness maybe, like that aspect of me that's just like without words, without personality, the awareness that always exists? Yes. How do you feel? Calm. Just feel like I'm floating. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how I'm lying, on my, I'm lying down so a little bit. <laughs> 
Yeah. It feels not, it's just calm. It just don't need to be any, anywhere else but just here. You just woke up in your own past life before it even ended. <laughs> this has already become a past life. You've already realized. Does that make sense? Like you've already realized you're in a past life before it even ended. It's like a present life, but it's also eventually going to be a past. Wow. It's not as scary as I thought. No, we're waking up. That's my new phrase on my site and everything is we're waking up. Let's do it together. And to me, this is the together. This is why everything I'm doing going forward right now has everything to do with this. You're not some special person. You've never done this before. You had a very normal situation that most people face, the decision to commit to someone else. And you have these little extra idiosyncrasies about travel and like the countries and all that kind of stuff. But you're not some famous person, I don't think, unless you are. And then I would say, well, in that case, well, you are. And even still, your inner voice is being a lot less, uh, you know, cumbersome for us than the mind made out the situation to be. We don't need anyone else. All the spiritual truths have spoken to this. They say it. But have you ever seen anyone just be the average person sitting there becoming the expert? You're the expert. No one else is. Everyone's got this in themselves. And your inner voice said everyone can do it. There's just too much clutter in the mind going on that's blocking it. What a beautiful gift to give yourself. You said you're only 30 years old right now? Yeah. You've got a lot of years, theoretically, in this previous or this current past life (laughs) this current we call it current life and we just attach ourselves to it right the current past life you're in now you can have fun with the persona known as valerie huh wow yeah without taking her so seriously does valerie do you want to have the character go to germany it's like madeline the book's madeline like madeline goes to whatever do you want to do you want valerie goes to germany and gets married sure (laughs) (laughs) she wants you know yeah I feel more like connected, but disconnected to it. It's interesting. It's just like a character. Yes. This is where Shakespeare said we're all characters in the play, you know, but we, I forget the exact quote. Everyone's probably thinking about it in their heads right now, but the world is just a stage, but we're actors within it or something like that. But that's the best play, right? It's like a murder mystery party (laughs) every day, but we're all playing the role so convincingly. We don't even realize we're playing them. It's like Clue, like Mrs. White in the kitchen with the butcher knife. Like, that's how we're playing life, which kind of, in a way, is pretty fun. I mean, if you watched a bunch of TV shows, the reason it's not that fun to watch too many TV shows is that eventually you're really, you you're never going to be like Clue the movie, but you're playing your own game already. We just don't realize it. It's interesting. How are you feeling? I know, is there anything else? Because I feel like we've covered a lot of the major sticking points the mind had at the beginning of our call. Is there anywhere now you'd like to explore, given what we've covered so far? And I want to give you like most improved in terms of like, not in a negative way, but in like a hugely powerful way from the beginning when you were telling me what you were hearing to now, your tenacity to detail and explaining, I think is hugely helpful for people the way you've done it, like to say, I'm feeling this word or I can't quite place this. This is the feeling. You are so good at this now. Thanks. Yeah, it it really fights it. I can feel my mind fighting it a lot. And it's just that I liked, I think you said something about like putting, like removing Valerie. And so I kind of removed Valerie and my mind to really try to sink in. And the analogy of like the well, I think really helped too. Good. Is there anything you'd like to tell anyone that's listening, that's doing this for the first time and is feeling all that resistance to it too? Yeah, I mean, 
I really felt my mind or ego or whatever it was in the beginning rapid firing, like trying not to allow me to go deep. I could, my face was getting red. I could feel myself just wanting to cry. It was really trying to hold me back. But once I did and I started hearing, I guess, my higher self, it just got quieter and my mind actually was looking forward to hearing what was coming out. <laughs> but then when more difficult questions came up, it would try to come back and fight it to protect me. It's interesting. It's still a little bit of a battle. Oh, you know what I just got while you were describing that? I want to ask your inner voice this. I've never asked or thought of it this way. Oh, I love this. Inner voice. Can we be friends with the mind? Yes. Is that what it wants is really just a friend? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that just in the first time in like eight or nine years. I'm like, wait, can we just like, you know, we say like, let's love the ego and stuff. But like, does it just want a friend? <laughs> like, can this yeah. voice just be a friend to that poor, scared mind that's trying to control everything? Yes. <laughs> and that was a really deep giggle. That was like, <laughs> It's been this little thing. I always like to say early on, I was like, it's like scissors. The mind is an organ, just like the heart pumps blood. The mind is like a receiving mechanism for thoughts. And it doesn't like in it, the neural network. Okay. So it's like receiving a lot of thoughts. Some of them aren't even our own. It's just like downloading thoughts other people gave us because they said it. And then the mind is like, all right, now it's download that belief in the subconscious. And it's just trying to do the best it can with all the stuff it's receiving. And it's not even sure where it's all coming from, but it's attaching its identity to all of it. <laughs> and it's trying to control your life and the future that doesn't really exist and a past that doesn't really exist. It's got a lot on its plate. And none of it is ultimately necessary for its best use. That whole like egoic persona part, right? And so Eckhart, that's why Eckhart says when people ask him what his like biggest trait or gift is, he said, the ability to stop thinking whatever I want. That's his superpower. It's like, I don't have to think if I don't want to. He says the world's biggest addiction is not gambling, alcohol, drugs, sex, none of that. Not war, thinking. Thinking is the biggest addiction and causes all of the insanity, the misuse of this organ, this poor little organ. I like to say it's like scissors. Would we ever use scissors to run our lives? No. No. They're a tool. Are they useful in our lives? Yes. Scissors are useful in our lives. I'm really glad scissors exist on the planet. I'm glad I can use them when I need to. But it is not useful to, like, you can make beautiful origami with scissors. You can cut things when they need to be cut. You can segment things when they need to be segmented. That's exactly what the mind does. But you also shouldn't run with them either. <laughs> yes, and you also shouldn't stab other people because you can kill people with that thing. And when it's really wild is to think of like people that kill other people is because they emotionally can't handle their own emotions and the thoughts that create those emotions. And so unless that other person doesn't exist anymore, they the mind in that person believes that they won't get any peace until that other person's no longer breathing so that they can feel better. I cannot feel better until you stop breathing. So let's say you killed my mom. I need to kill you. Why? Because you killed my mom. My mom's already dead. My mom's now an in infinite intelligence. What's the problem now? I'm still thinking and feeling bad about it. And what does the insane mind think? Well, if I end your life, but A, that's just going to kick you into infinite intelligence and ultimate peace too. <laughs> 
I'm just going to put you out of your own misery because you were so unhappy you'd kill my mom in the first place. <laughs> like you couldn't deal with your emotions that caused you to kill my mom for me to do the same. It's just the perpetuation of the insanity. Mm-hmm. And all of that is taking the mind and the emotions that get triggered by it more seriously than they need to be. Yeah. I'm just thinking I'm just kind of like sitting here and taking it in and it's all just the limiting beliefs and all the emotions attached to them. It's just kind of, I feel them just kind of like floating away. Yes. Yes. This is why I couldn't stay in season four point of view alone. Is all that stuff true? Yeah, it's a perception of reality and it's wonderful and it's by far more liberating than the way most people live their lives previous to those beliefs. But still, what ends up happening as you try to use your mind in every way possible is that it's as Eckhart says, so you create this desire for something in the mind and then you try to create that desire with the mind. But then the resistance to not having that desire, which is in the mind, is then blocking it. And so Eckhart says it's like the police officer trying to find the arsonist and realizing that they're never going to find it because they are the arsonist. So the idea of like releasing resistance in the mind and then like developing this mind to this ultimate standard, well, the resistance mechanisms in the same place. So to really go beyond resistance is to go beyond the mind. And then you get to another level because this is all an unending unfolding of experience, right? So then the next way to play the game is to go instead of the mind having to choose as the mind what our experience is and trying to effort our consciousness to create it, we stop trying so hard. And we allow, as your inner voice said as well, sometimes we go through a phase where we're less specific or we're not even choosing as the mind knows to choose. Like your inner voice didn't really have any preferences about you and your marriage or where you were. Mm -mm. It knew you were going to be fine no matter where. And if you really attached your spring-loaded bobblehead downward more than upward, so you bobble up when you need to, but otherwise you stay pretty well focused on that well, you could live your life that way. And if you did, you probably may find or possibly may find you make less choices in the same way you did before. Or you'd be having little to no resistance if they don't happen. Yeah. Because you'd be so peaceful like you do right now. Like, do you really need that much right now? Do you need anything else right now the way that you've now tapped into this source? No, it's just nice to have that. It's like either will work out because everything is working out. You know, it's like, I'm having a hard time being articulate right now. You don't need to be. You don't need to. Do you know why you're having a hard time? Because you're not living in the realm of words so much at this moment or anymore. Yeah. You're living in a felt experience of life beyond the mind. Let me guess. Are you feeling more than you're thinking words? Mm-hmm. And that's a really wise thing to ask. Most people haven't even gotten to that point where they start asking, like, what is beyond the mind? Well, what is my life experience? It's more feeling and sensorial. I'm just kind of sitting here just like feeling. I, I just I feel, I don't know, heavier, but lighter. I don't know. I just, I'm just taking it all in. I don't know. <laughs> like I'm just babbling. <laughs> Yeah, that's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Like, don't let that, like, you're modeling for yourself and for everyone else. The dumbfounded nature of a mind when it realizes it doesn't need to be driving the horse, cart, and buggy all the time. Yeah. It's kind of quiet. Yeah, and peaceful. And isn't it funny 
that that's what the mind's kind of trying to go for all the time, but it's doing in all these really, like your mind said, uh, your, or your inner voice said, the chaos, the chaotic ways. Mm-hmm. I can also feel my mind gearing up for more questions later. I can, just, I can feel my mind kind of twirling a little bit too of, well, I got more for you. <laughs> okay, so wait, we have some time right now. Here's the question. Let's let your mind, let's bobble up real quick. Mind, give me some topics to work with and then we'll bobble back down. So you get to still keep enjoying this deep massage you're having post-mind awareness. But let me let the mind give me some fodder. It doesn't need to get super specific. I'm very good at being a mind. More of like career and it, I feel my mind kind of with timing and like age and I should. Yeah, what's the shoulds? Tell me the mind shoulds. Tell me the mind shoulds. I should be married. I should be considering children. I should have a career. I should be, you know, writing a book. I should be, you know, pursuing all of these things at once. I, I should have an answer, you know, even though now my higher self said either doesn't really matter. My, I'm still shooting that I, I need to know. I need to choose. Okay, so let's go back down. Thank you. You gave me a lot to work with. This is great. All of that was like all I needed. All right, inner voice. Are any of the minds shoulds that it just rambled out actually valid? Um, I, first I heard no and a little bit of a yes. Is that a yes and a no? Is it yes and no? Or is it no and then the mind's insertion? No. No. Why not? These, I just, I, I'm kind of interpreting of these as not being truths. Not being truths. What is true? Now. Yeah. What is this is now? Eternity. Is it, is it yeah, now an attorney? Those are actually you are really hearing from your inner voice, my friend. Cause those are really, really, truly true. And those are basically some of the only truths that really truly exist. So amen to your inner voice. You're you don't need to go to anyone for a billion dollars or more. Trust me. This inner voice is wiser than most human minds on the pl- almost every human mind on the planet. That's like saying that like some scissors are better than this inner inner wisdom voice. No. I'm just tipping my head off to your inner voice. Okay. All right. So, the should of I should be married. Now, that's hilarious to me mind of Valerie. <laughs> because it's like, I don't know if I should get married, but I should be married. <laughs> I don't know if I, this guy's good enough or I'm going to like this, but I should be married. But then it's, so it's like making a problem out of either side on that one. Okay. So inner voice, should I be married right now? I just kind of feel a giggle. Giggle. All right. All right. Should I have kids right now? <laughs> that was uh... a big giggle. <laughs> <laughs> It's more of a feeling of if that's what I want. But like, should I have them right now? No. Why not? You hear the word experience. Okay. What about my career? That one, I mean, I'm, I'm not pregnant right now, but couldn't I have a career right now? Should I have a career in the way my mind is thinking about it right now? No. Why not? I hear the word more of like attachment. It's attached to the career? Mm-hmm. Why is it attached to career? I just, it just screamed at me, identity. <laughs> Why is the Valerie story attached to the career identity? I thought I heard purpose. Purpose. Or... What is my, oh, beautiful. Okay, inner voice. What's my purpose? It's more of a feeling. I don't hear a word. What's the feeling? If you had to describe it more of a calm and 
all all over expanding it's more of a, a feeling just being yeah you're just here to experience your eternal existence <laughs> as we've already described it through your inner voice the eternal truth the eternal now that's never not existing are you just here existing is my purpose really just to exist i kind of hear a yes and a no okay how yes for experience and what how no beautiful that's true how how no how am i not here just to exist now really let the mind open to this because the mind is not under where we're going now the mind is probably not treaded before it's heard other people talk about subjects like this but not heard from your inner voice how is it not just my purpose to exist you're the word love love to love my existence the experience and so I'm here to love the experience? Mm -mm. It's to be loved? To be loved. Mm -hmm. How do I be loved? Because the mind thinks it knows, but it doesn't know anything about the subject. So how do I be loved? Let go of the resistance. Isn't that funny? I hear the word calm. That's what love is, is being in calm outside the mind and outside the resistance. Is that what you mean, inner voice? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to like put words in your inner voice's mouth. I'm just trying to make sure we're capturing the best. How does that feel for Valerie to know your purpose isn't any identity crap that it's made about <laughs> career? It's interesting because it's, cause I'm trying, I'm sorry, I'm like fighting my mind a little bit because at one part of me is like, oh, that feels so much more calming and freeing. Oh, that feels so good. But then on the other hand, it's like, but what about all the things I want to do? Okay, done. This is the question to ask, right? But what about all the things I want to do? <laughs> I just heard do them. <laughs> yeah. Is it, are you asking me to, yeah, what are you asking me to drop? Because I'm having a ton of resistance around this subject, obviously, and you have none. What do I need to drop to go just do them and have love and be calm at the same time? Fear. Yeah. Like, what's stopping you from writing a book, girl? Fear. But like now that you've touched this voice, like and from this perspective, do you want to? Would it be the most fun thing to do in your calm, still experience to write a book? Or is that just an identity factor that your ego is using to make itself more? I mean, now it feels like it would be easier. Now it feels like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it would, it would be a good experience. It would it'd be different afterwards, you know, from the experience. It's more of a non-attachment to outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the ego really identified and attached to with your career before? Accomplishments. Outcome. Yeah. 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 Your inner voice is never not existing. And it, or it knows that you're never not existing. So what does it have to accomplish or prove? It's funny how many minds want to leave a mark on the planet. And it's like, so they know they yeah. exist. And it's like, well, what? You're, you are the universe. Like, what? <laughs> like, how are you, yeah. you're not like as individuated as you think you are to some degree, right? This fake Valerie thing. But also like, you're never like going away. And if you do, let's say, like focus your awareness to other aspects of reality or realms or dimensions, then you're probably not that fussed about what happens on planet Earth and whether people remember that corpse that's now dead in the ground. Feels kind of freeing, but yeah. it also gives you a little bit of drive in a different way. 
Yes, because it doesn't mean you can't go write a book for the experience of it, but you're not doing it for anything other than the experience, which is the only thing that's real. Well, with that, let me see if I can articulate this question. Of, so I have this, feel like I have this kind of this detachment now. So if I write it, if I don't. But when it comes to you know, action, it's that visualization. Should I still do that? <laughs> Visualize it first. Yeah, let's ask your inner voice. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tool like scissors, right? But you can kill people with scissors, or you can make origami with scissors. So it's just about how you're using the tool and what attachment your ego has to. It's really where it's like, like, like that, like crazy psycho music going on. Or if it's just like, yeah, you can visualize and let the origami unfold with you. You know, you can co-create with your inner being, or you could like kill yourself with it or someone else. So inner voice is visualization in my book path useful for me now. You're a gentle yes. How can I release resistance around visualization so it stays gentle? To enjoy the process, your like process. Process, yeah. There you go. Because that's the reason you're doing it, right? The outcome's out of your control. Like whether it resonates with someone else is not in your control. Mm -hmm. Like it's not in my control whether anyone resonates with the fact that this is what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. It's either something they're enjoying or not. And if they're not, I hope they go listen to something else they do enjoy for their own life experience. <laughs> like, like, but I know that I can't at this moment do anything other than this, because to me, there's nothing more powerful than you realizing these answers are in you and, this, and these are what they are for you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so let's keep going, get more. What about uh, the answers? Like, what about this insatiable desire for all of the answers up front? Mm. I, just, I just heard the word can't and just can't. like laugh yeah <laughs> inner voice do you want all the answers right now no why not inner voice the mind wants it so badly why don't you it's more fun yes more if fun. you knew you're freaking never not existing and you could you were part of this whole freaking matrix and you were as a part of it also a part of the control of it right an aspect of that and you could go in and walk into every lotto ticket you'd win and every guy wants to marry you german canadian or otherwise and every book you ever touched would turn to gold would it be fun to live that knowing that you're no what would make the experience worth having if you knew you created the experience or a part of that creation process yeah the growing the experience and what makes it more fun for the inner voice my we'll ask your inner voice if this is true is it more fun to be surprised and delighted than to know and expect surprise yeah why inner voice do you like surprises when my mind fears them so much you just hear the word joy yeah it makes you happy when new things come up that surprise you yes yeah that's the difference between the two voices and the eternal you, the calm presence that is able to hear them both. Mm -hmm. I've heard it described that this inner voice we're hearing is from that you're talking with. Like we could say that's a more true version of you or maybe they're all aspects of you and you're kind of like a crystal with many facets. But one way I've heard this, this voice inside of you described is kind of like the summation of all the wisdom of all of your lifetimes. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of nice to think about. 
So it's like a part of you and it's not negating the mind as a part of you too, but it also, we, we can like clear out a lot of the identification and over-identification with the story. Driver's license, Jess, driver's license, Valerie. We can take a lot of that out of the equation or we don't have to take it so seriously. And we don't have to like rush over and, you know, we can just kind of be at that loose bobblehead that can nod between the two and can be friends with the top one while consulting frequently and often the bottom voice, the deeper voice. And maybe we get to be these little bobblehead beings that aren't just having like neck cramps listening to the head all the time. Yeah, it definitely feels nicer to hold the bobblehead <laughs> and listen. Yeah, and you've gotten to have like a really good deep experience with this place within you. Let's ask this. This is a good one. What would you, inner voice, like me to do next? Or what should I know now? All is well. Yeah, that's a very key phrase. Allow, all is well, exist, peace. Yes, these are all very universal themes of that voice. Not saying like, that's just like a very, very, very common. All is well. You know what I hear a lot all, lately is all is well from the beginning of time. Wow. And I was like, wow, well, if in the non-physical all is well, then like the mind can only think in linear, right? So it's like, it's got a timeline around creation, even though in the non-linear, there's no time. Like in non-physical, there's non-linear. So like, was there even a beginning of time to the non-linear aspect of reality outside of this creation? No, so it's not like a starting point outside of itself. But I think it's trying to show me that like, the beginning, the way that my mind thinks about it, right? Because it can't not think in a segment <laughs> or like, you know, or like a circle. It's got to have a starting point and an ending point. You know, it's just like that's how it thinks. So what I kind of think of it as like if it's a little segment of creation or a circle of creation, it's surrounded by this field of infinite wellness in the non-physical. And so it's like all is well from the beginning of time. And then ultimately at the end of time, all is well because it's surrounded by that too. So it's like even everything within it or between it as well even if the mind is telling this really big saga of the you know cowboys and indians you know that it's playing out in the video game of life surrounding that video game of life is wellness and within and permeated through that game at the deepest level is wellness but just the mind hasn't had the realization to stop itself momentarily long enough to access that other wellness it's there too during the video game you just did that Wow. And no, for anyone listening, Cowboys and Native Americans, sorry, that was just like a whole little, you know, like thinking of the Indian in the cupboard from like my childhood. Oh, I still love that movie. Right? I know. Not trying to be politically incorrect here. Just trying to say that all these video games we're playing, all these like eras and lifetimes and all this stuff. What a beautiful drama and story and creation. What an interesting play to have all of these things keep going through, but surrounding it all non-linearly is wellness how are you feeling right now nice I feel really calm I feel like I want to go walk on the beach or something I want to stay in this place as long as possible I think we should wrap now so you can go do that actually because your inner voice literally did tell you to go walk as part of this <laughs> I did. but how do you feel about like what would you tell Valerie from the beginning of our call today it's all gonna work out and that it, decision's mine and to take my time and just be easy, let it go. What would you tell anyone that's just starting out to ask this inner voice questions like you did today? To be patient with yourself and to keep digging 
deeper and asking more and more questions. And I mean, kind of like what you had to be with me in the beginning is, you know, just the three. Is it just a thought or an emotion um, or a feeling, right? Or those the three? I don't really remember. If silence is one, words is one, and if feelings is one. Yeah, that was really helpful to be able to really hear myself. And you did a beautiful job. Once you figured out how to stay true to those three options, you were so good at staying in them. Like you were so clear. It was so easy to tell. And it was so easy for me to really converse with your inner voice. Like I had no question what I was working with. Instead of trying to see through the layer of the mind, projecting an answer, it thought it would hear. Well, thank you very much. Oh, this is a joy to work with you today. And I'm excited for you and your fiance. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And there you have it. Valerie, thank you for coming on the show and thank you for listening. If you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in Cantaloupe Lively. And Valerie is asked to stay anonymous without her last name, so we'll leave it at that. If you'd like show notes for this episode, head over to JessLively.com slash Valerie. Now for where I'm headed to next. Like I said, I will have newly, by the time you listen to this, landed in Detroit. I may be sharing details about the new condo and everything else over on Instagram. So again, follow me over at JessCLively if you want to see that. And until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. Today.